listeners. This year has been a tough one, and so many have gone without. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to give a shout out to a local Edmonton business giving back for a great cause. Treats for a Cause is run by an amazing 8-year-old Yasin, who started a small business of selling treats, and with every purchase made, the proceeds will go towards a meal for a child in need. How dope is that? So how can you do your part? Head over to treatsforourcause.godaddysites.com and place your order for sweet treat. They offer everything from hot chocolate bombs to cupcakes and gift cards. Special orders are available upon request to fit any dietary restrictions. Again, visit Treats for a Cause at treatsforourcause.godaddysites.com and support giving back to those in need. Their website will be in the description of this episode. Welcome to What's Your Hustle? We made it to the end of 2020. In this special year-end episode, I sat down with What's Your Hustle family member Cheryl Ann and our friend Jasmine to discuss a hustle that has lasted 15 years. To end off the year, we lighten it up and walk down memory lane with a look back at the TV show, Supernatural. We talk about what has brought us to the show and how its 15-year journey has brought us closer together as friends. So let's get into it. Here's a What's Your Hustle special, our love letter to Supernatural, with my guests, Cheryl Ann Ramden and Jasmine Durkash. Hey listeners, it's Halima with What's Your Hustle, and I'm joined this very special year-end episode with guest of the podcast, Jasmine Durkash. Hey! And favorite fam of the podcast, I've done episodes <laughs> with her already, Miss Ramdini. I am the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. So if that That's doesn't... That's a quote be- from Cassiel, ca- um, people. Oh, did I have that had a quote ready? <laughs> no, I just wanted to do it. So if you haven't really guessed, <laughs> so if you haven't guessed, or if you're not familiar, our episode is our love letter to Supernatural. The reason that I wanted to do this is because it is honestly a hobby of mine to watch Supernatural, and now that I've gotten older, it's a hobby of mine to watch it and make fun of it and laugh at it. For no- those not familiar, Supernatural is a sci-fi show that started in. September 2005, and it ended two weeks ago in 2020, um, in the middle of a freaking pandemic, after 15 years. It's been on for 15 years. In my opinion, it should have ended in 2010, but I don't write the show, so I don't know. It's not No, Halima, this is perfect, because they deal with the apocalypse, and I'm pretty sure we're in a (laughs) pre-apocalyptic world, so it's fitting. Yeah. It's fitting. Supernatural is a show about two brothers who travel the country and they hunt demons and kill bad things and they do it with laughter, ridiculousness, sadness, tears, anger, and all the emotions above. I don't know an episode where I, you know, don't laugh or don't cry or, you know, yell at the TV. (laughs) <laughs> Many chick-like moments. Many chick-like oh, yes. moments. Uh, that's actually what I have quoted here as well as one of my little side notes. It's uh, it's given us many, as Cheryl Ann has said earlier in the introduction, it has given us many quotable moments as well. So yeah, 15 seasons, 15 years, 
I mean, we went to high school, graduated, university graduated, Jasmine's married, two dogs, a cat, a house, Sherilyn's traveled the I world. I don't have anything. No, oh. you do. Oh my god. <laughs> don't, no, I've only, I've only traveled the world and my, my, and my hobby is going to comic cons. And yes. one of the goals that we have is to go to a super convention. But, you know, she hasn't done anything. Like, she <laughs> Kate, just to say, we would have been in New Orleans right now for the Supernatural convention. But, as we know, it is COVID and it's canceled anyway, so. Alas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when that was. I knew that we had either just missed it or... Yeah, it was the end of November and... Oh, well, it's been a time. In that 15 years, we've seen the definite growth of these characters, Sam and Dean Winchester. Basic premise is it kicks off these two brothers. Um, Dean goes to visit his brother, Sam, at, is it Yale? I believe? Yes. Yes, at Yale. And, you know, dad's gone missing. He's went on a hunting trip and he hasn't been back in a few days. And you find out that his hunting is hunting demons. And, you know, they were kind of raised that way because when Sam was six months old, this demon goes into his room, kills his mom, burns the house down, whole big thing. And that's kind of the start of our journey, a very long journey, a very, you know, switching broadcasting stations, melding broadcasting stations. (laughs) The difference of showrunners... So I did a little tidbit here. Uh, the showrunners from season one through five were Eric Kripke. Some of you listeners, some of you listeners that watch uh, are familiar with his work. His most recent notable thing is The Boys, that is on Amazon Prime. It's very yeah. good. Watch it, watch it. <laughs> and a little fun little tidbit: our very own of Supernatural, Jen Snackles, will be making his Boys debut in season three. Which, which will be a very interesting, definite, different so character, de- character thing so for him. <laughs> I'm honestly excited to see what he does. It's just, it'll be good. It'll like, be good. If, if you've looked up what the character does, it's like, oh, this will be, <laughs> our, seeing our boy, he's one of the boys now. Yeah. It'll be very good and very different. Um, seasons five through seven were Sarah Gamble. Though her most recent notable work is the series You that is on Netflix. Seasons 8 through 11 were Robert Singer. If you're from the generation that we are when we were younger, there was a TV show called Lois and Clark, The New Adventures with Dean Cain. Uh, he I met him. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, Jeremy Carver. He's behind Being Human and Doom Patrol. Seasons 12 through 15 were Robert Singer again and Andrew Dabb. This was kind of Andrew Dabb's first kind of go as a showrunner he had the idea of the spin-off one of the spin-offs that supernatural had proposed of bloodlines and i'm kind of grateful they didn't go ahead with spin-offs i was gonna talk about that (laughs) i wanted to see it but i think i'm a little bit swayed because nathaniel buzelik who i love from vampire diaries was supposed to be a main character but we'll we'll go in depth more later (laughs) Uh, so that's a little rundown of Supernatural. Um, so let's just start with the good old, we were 16 years old. For me, it was a Friday night. 
But where were you, Jasmine, we'll go with you at first, where were you when you watched the first episode of Supernatural? I was trying to remember about that. I couldn't remember, like, were you and I watching it, like, together and, like, calling each other? Because I know we used to do that a lot for different programs. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I kind of solo started watching it, and then I found out, Charlene, you watched it, and then I found out that you watched it, Jasmine. So I don't know if we all just kind of started it at different points, but we did watch it at the same time. I was trying to pinpoint that time. I just, I remember that I was, yeah, as you said, we were 16, and I was swayed to watch it because... Jared Padalecki was in it, and he was my boy Dean from Gilmore Girls. So that took a little that took a little time to realize that he's not Dean, he's Sam. <laughs> yeah, so just like the Jared Padalecki on his own convinced me to watch this brand new show that I'd never heard of because like horror and like supernaturally stuff was not really my thing back then, and now it's like my favorite type of program, but. <laughs> And Sherline, you, where were you, where were you when you first watched the first episode of Supernatural? I was home. <laughs> <laughs> There's no story for it. I was home and I was excited. Uh, what caught your attention with Supernatural? I know for me, similar to Jasmine's story, my attention grabbing was purely because Jensen Ackles was in it. And I didn't really, and I, and honestly, I did like scary things. Like I've always liked like the stories of lore and supernatural and uh witchcraft and wizardry like the fantasy of it I was definitely caught up in but for me it was I watched Jensen from I can't say that I did watch him in Days of Our Lives because I did not um but from Smallville season four. Oh god and oh, then yes. he it was awful <laughs> it's awful it's super awful and like <laughs> the idea of what his character was in su- in Smallville was very inappropriate and I don't understand how it worked but I was just like I like this Jensen I'm going to go over to Supernatural and then I was like okay that's it it's always been Jensen and then I just keep watching like 15 years that's the only oh. reason I kept watching and Dark Angel he was also Yes on. he was also on Dark Angel I remember that as well but yeah, uh, Sherilyn, what caught your attention with Supernatural? So I think for me, I, I've always loved urban legends and just horror anthologies. I like We've grown up with Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, Goosebumps, um, obviously Buffy. So Buffy had just ended, or I think it was like two years before Supernatural, I think. But um, I just needed something that would fill that void, and Supernatural seemed to be the thing to do it. And I don't know if you guys remember, but they had, um, was it on City TV? Yeah, City TV on Friday okay. nights, yeah. Yeah, so I remember the commercials for it. It was like, hot guys, <laughs> something, something. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's um, kind of what caught my eye. <laughs> and Jasmine, for you, was it just purely because Jared Padalecki was there? But That's what made me watch the first episode. But as Sherilyn mentioned, like, you know, like, the Buffy was kind of our thing, Buffy Angel, and I was like, this is kind of in the same realm, I kind of like it. I was a bit hesitant because it got into, like, the more, like, spookier, scary horror stuff, and, like, I recall watching Supernatural, like, binging it after I got, like, I think season one on DVD, and I I watched all these episodes back to back to back, and I was convinced my house was haunted. Like, after- <laughs> 
convinced. <laughs> so I was like, do I get the salt? Do I need a priest? You know, like, a priest. I was like, I would watch like TV before bed and I had like a sleep timer because I couldn't go to sleep in the dark after, for a long time after that. <laughs> oh no. What do you guys remember of about season one, Jasmine? Mostly just the, like, the unique storylines for every episode, like, the woman in white, the Wendigo, like, just, um, and then actually finding out, like, some of these are based on true stories, and just kind of reading more upon that was just really fascinating to me, and, like, how, um, like, I feel like in the first episode, they're more, like, separate storylines, whereas later in the seasons, they kind of go on, like, longer stories stories if you know what I mean yeah the monster of the week and then it goes to yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah, actual yeah, yeah. Plot. absolutely yeah that's what I mean <laughs> and Charlene for you what do you remember of season one I think for me like similar to Jasmine um I liked that kind of monster of the week feel um and it's about them on their hunt for yeah some like yeah it is a hunt actually yeah <laughs> trying to find their dad and on the way you learn you learn about their relationship and how it's a little bit like they're both very different and unique and how their relationship is kind of forming. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I really enjoyed about season one was <laughs> stupid episodes of skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was obsessed with that episode <laughs> and I don't know why, but that that's one thing that like <laughs> stuck with me. <laughs> and then, that began the obsession with Jensen. Like we discovered we discovered certain movies that he was oh, in, devour. like Devour. Oh my god! And oh, Halima, did you buy me that DVD? Because I I have it. I, I never. You bought it. Someone bought I it. I feel me. like we both. It was high school, and it was like Christmas, and we had Secret Santa, and I think we both got it at the same time as Secret <laughs> Santa. And I don't I don't know who my Secret Santa. Jasmine, you have a better memory than I do. I don't remember. Oh, yeah who my secret Santa was, but I feel like we both got it at the same time as our secret Santa. I still have it. Like, I'm never getting rid of it. I'm just, I'm going to keep it. I may have purchased it for one of you, because I remember you get an HMV. (laughs) Oh, HMV. We need to have a movie night of just watching Devour. Devour? I have not watched it in years. Okay. I don't think I've seen it since. Yeah, I haven't seen it since, so... So for the listeners, Devour was this, was this independent movie with Jensen Ackles and um, the girl from A Knight's Tale. Shoshana. Shoshana. Source, I, yeah, I don't remember. I'm going to say her name and butcher it, but like, she's also in The Holiday. Um, so, and he's like the devil's son or the devil possesses him. Like, that's how, <laughs> like, that's how long it's been since I've seen it. I don't remember it, but it has something to do with the devil. And I'm like, this is very ironic that he's in Supernatural and this movie, we are just coming onto this movie right now. And then during that time, he did the remake of My Bloody Valentine and uh, just a bunch of indie films. And then they entered into that trope of them being in these, like, you know, slasher films, and I thought, well, that is just, of course, yeah. they're gonna milk this for all it's worth. <laughs> I think I watched House of Wax again solely for Jared <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Speaking of favorite episodes, Caroline, is your favorite episode of season one Skin? Yes, it is! <laughs> and I know it's not that great, but I think what I liked about it was um, just that shapeshift. So uh, the episode is about a shapeshifter. So they'll steal the form of people, and then they also take on the different, uh, like yeah, they take they on take, the they... different attributes and memories. Yeah. And I think I just, I laughed a lot, and I know there was, like, the scenes were not supposed to be funny, but I remember Halima and I were, like, laughing at it. Oh my god, that but, one, I just watched it recently, and I think the one scene that I think you're thinking of is, like, when she screams, and then he screams. Yes. He screams after her, and it's just so, like, something that was just very unexpected that you didn't know that he would do that. Yes. Yeah. And um, the, just the creepy scene of him transforming, and it had one of my favorite songs, uh, Filter, Hey Man, Nice Shot, which, if you watch on, um, well, I think Supernatural's gone from Netflix now, but it's they on, removed um, that song. Oh. Um, they it's removed on that Amazon, song, and it had some... But alt-rock thing and I was like mm. this is not as creepy as it was when I first watched it but that was my favorite episode it's very interesting that you say skin is favorite episode because now I'm thinking if anyone that's listening has seen the most recent series done Lovecraft Country one of your favorite episodes yes. is Strange Case and it's very similar yes. to um that metamorphosis and literally skin peeling off of you to uh to take a different form. So it's very inter- you're, it's very interesting oh. that you're drawn to those kind of episodes. I guess, I guess so. Good tie-in. I, yeah, you're right. I really like, yes, uh, plugging Lovecraft Country if you have not watched. Jasmine, have you watched it? I haven't. Freaking! If you like I'm Supernatural, sorry. if you like Supernatural, you'll very much like Lovecraft Country because it goes back to that same old you keep a plot, but you do ha- every kind of episodes from episodes four to eight kind of has that like monster of the week feel to it, and then it goes back to plot after. And I, I, I definitely recommend it for sure. And Jasmine, what about you? What was your favorite episode of season one, Supernatural? <laughs> I'm actually looking through episodes right now to choose one. <laughs> For me, the one that is Bloody Mary, and I don't know if it's just because that was. I had missed a couple of episodes when the season started, so I didn't necessarily watch the premiere of Supernatural um, because I just was not aware of it because we did have city TV and I don't feel like we had, as a teenager, I don't feel like I saw enough advertisements of it to remember that it was on, but like one of the first episodes I saw was Bloody Mary and I thought that, oh my god, this is really dark for like... For, like, a TV show, like, for me, even Buffy wasn't that dark, really, near the end, yeah. and, you know, yeah. this was kind of really dark, and that's kind of what sticks out to me, so the Bloody Mary episode, for sure. Yeah, honestly, I think mine was just, like, the Women in White episode, which I think may even be just the first one. <laughs> when I was thinking of episodes, like, early on, um, Born Under a Bad Sign is one that comes to mind, because it's kind of our first glimpse into, like, seeing one of them being possessed and, like, acting bad I guess and like I feel like he did such a good job of portraying that I was just like so worried that like we might not get him back and you know like but he played bad so good yeah (laughs) for how silly it is I'm always gonna take like putting the salt around my doors Jasmine you mentioned this and the doors in your windows and I when I feel like something's haunted and I like say a prayer out loud and I clap three times because just kind of what we do 
Um, what did you learn from Supernatural, Jasmine? What did I learn? Um, every day is so much learning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which makes Michelle also said. Yeah. Um, I, I'll kind of go back to how, like, some of these are true stories and true legends and things like that. And I feel like with the, like, even in the later episodes when they start getting into biblical stuff, I learned a lot of, like, stories from then and like saints and angels and um yeah so just different like lore I feel like I learned a lot of that watching the show yeah and for you Sherilyn I feel like my answer is not as good as I liked what you had said that you learned about the salt and whatnot but mine was more about being smart is a weapon as well yeah not just being brawn yeah um, just because I I really enjoy um, just the researching that they would have to do mm-hmm. just to learn about, okay, what are we dealing with? How are we doing this? So I kind of relate that to my work life um, where it's like you start off at point A, um, just figuring out what's going on before you can actually go in and do what you need to do. So yeah, that's kind of what I took away from it. I definitely I did like I did like that as well. Yeah, and I definitely did like that at very early on, they did show that different dynamic between the two brothers that, you know, Dean was the brawn and then Sam was the brain. But then, you know, as the seasons progressed, you kind of see them both mold into that same mm-hmm. sort of character. Like, they could do both. And, yeah. you know, it was nice that you could also see, like, they worked off of each other and they influenced each other as brothers and how to, like, live mm-hmm. as you know, upstanding men and fighters for what they believed in kind of thing. And the moral of the both of them um, turned out to be, like, very honorable men in the end, right? And doing anything for family, which I which I do love about the show. Like, it's a definite love letter of family and love itself. Later on, when we get to season 15, you you do hear that, and you do hear that that's what they fight for, and I, and I do appreciate that they actually did work up to that instead of just leaving it as is. Yeah, I also yeah. appreciate that... Um, that they're able to, like, show their emotions and sensitivities, and it's not just, like, two men on the road, like, fighting demons and getting girls. Like, they actually have emotion and things like that. There's, like, no toxic toxic masculinity at all. Yeah. I do also, speaking of getting girls, I love... Oh, God. I, in the beginning of the series, I was really annoyed that every episode, like, some girl had to give Dean a peck on the cheek, or like, yes. And then I was also upset. I'm like, why is Sam not getting peck on the cheek? He does the work too. I don't understand. Like, why is it every episode that you in season one that it's like he has to be this womanizer? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yes. To me. Why did he have to be a womanizer? I just thank you. I I was thinking about that too because I was rewatching episodes and I was like, man, now I remember why I was a little bit annoyed at the way some of the women were portrayed at the beginning. Just yeah. it was like, I don't know, it was annoying. That's why I didn't want them to have love interests. <laughs> <laughs> but then they got better. They got better. They did get better. They did get better. After season one, what were you looking uh-huh. forward to for season two and going further into the series? Well, I appreciated how, like, every season ended in a way that, you know, kind of, like, 
it was easy to build off onto like the next season like the story kind of continued but it wasn't like in like a cliffhanger kind of way and a certain point you know like as you mentioned you know like it should have ended so, like every season like I was obviously like very excited for the next one um but at a certain point it's like okay we're doing this again all right yeah okay and <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cheryl what were you looking forward to if if you had the idea that you do now that it continued 15 years later but at the end of season one, what did you look forward to for carrying on? Well, one, I was hoping that it wouldn't get cancelled, <laughs> as some yeah. sci-fi or fantasy shows do. Um, but I think what I wanted to see more of was, again, just that dynamic. Now that they have their father back, just I wanted to see more of that. And he ends up dying in season two premiere, and I was like, oh... Okay, <laughs> I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Um, and I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan as well, so I kind of wanted more of him to... Yeah. If he had to die, maybe, like, at the end of season three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Half, halfway through the season, I think, at the latest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> With speaking of season two, it introduced me to Sterling K. Brown. Um, oh. It brought the virus, which is very... Right now, it's hitting close to home. <laughs> <laughs> Sam gets possessed. We're introduced to other monsters, including werewolves. We also get a bit of foreshadowing into Dean having his dream come true and his mother comes back. That was a dream. Um, And Sam has a psychic ability given to him because of the yellow-eyed demon's blood in him. Which, after season four, we didn't get anything up after that about Mm -hmm. it. So I don't know what happened to it. Like, does demon blood, like... I have an answer for that. Okay, tell me if Uh, demon blood just, like, leaves your body because he died and went to hell. Like, I don't understand. Why? What happened to Sam's demon blood in season four? Eric Kripke didn't like that storyline, so they just kind of nixed it. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, fair Fair enough. All right, Eric Kripke. He was like... Do my research. He's like, let me build all of this up from season two to season four, and then we're just gonna eh, get rid of it. Also, we got the introduction of new hunters. What did you think about that? Expanding the world of hunters for Supernatural. I think that is, I think you pretty much hit the nail, what is the phrase? The nail on the head. Thank you. I think the, um, just that expansion of world building, um, it's interesting because it's, it's, um, what I was kind of thinking, I, I bring it back to Buffy again where it's like, Buffy is the chosen one. She's the only one. Um, and then you figure out that at the end of Buffy, uh, more slayers are awakened, and it's like, oh, like I wonder what happens after that. Whereas this, it's not just them and Dean going about... Like, they're not the chosen... Well, I guess they are the chosen ones. <laughs> but in a sense, it, it was nice to see more hunters and more collaborations between everyone, so... Yeah, I agree. It kind of, it made sense to me, because I was like, there's no possible way that just, like, this family alone is tackling all the supernatural business in, the, in like, the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it made sense. Like, it wasn't, like, forced upon us or anything. It didn't, like, feel wrong or anything, but it made sense. Yeah. Jasmine, uh, we'll start with you. What did you think about Dean sacrificing himself to bring Sam back to life? at one point, repeating the cycle that John did in season one. That's why he dies in the first episode of season two, yeah. to bring Dean back to life. It's been a while. 
feel like, um, like it just felt like that's something that he would do because of like their brother bond that they've developed. And it's, I guess it's kind of like repeating the cycle, as you said, because their dad did the same thing and it felt very like Buffy-esque as well. If you like from like the gift and everything. So yeah, I just, like, I wasn't surprised by it. Like obviously emotions were felt. <laughs> and Charlene, for you? When I rewatched this episode, I, um, I felt like, I don't know, I felt a little bit under underwhelmed for some reason. It was like, hey, <laughs> I, uh, what was it? I, I bargained for, you know, your soul for my soul. Yeah. Um, let's keep going. Let's keep going. But yeah, I don't know. I felt underwhelmed, I guess. Rewatching yeah. it. I don't remember how I felt like then back when I first watched it. Right. But I, I did think that John sacrificing himself for Dean, I didn't see that coming. And I was very surprised. Yeah. Um, and it, it just showed how much love he had for, like, his children. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd do anything for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. John's made, like, it just made sense to me that Dean would do that as well. But also, like, I couldn't believe that, you know, like, him doing that. Like, like Sam would have to live with that. <laughs> like, knowing that his brother did that for him. So I yeah. feel like that is a lot of weight to carry. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's why the finale, like, they said what they said, but we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, um, I don't know. I felt like it was this, <laughs> I understood it, and I get it, and it's sweet, but then they kept, for myself, if I'm looking at it as, like, this brand new person and didn't get so invested in it and was just watching it to watch it, I'm like, they fucking just kept going with the same... <laughs> One dies for the other, like, how many times? And then then I got to the point, I'm like, you know what? Just kill them both at this point, because (laughs) one cannot live without the other, quite literally. And we see that later on at the end, um, we'll get to the series finale, but, like, one cannot live without the other, and you kept this bullshit going for 50, like, at this point, well, at this point, it was 14 years, you kept this bullshit going of one after the other after the other. I was just like, oh my god, please. Like, the first first few times it carried, like, some weight, you're like, oh gosh, you know, they're doing this, you know, like, oh my gosh, the love, the sacrifice, but, like, one dies, and they're like, how are we gonna get it back? They're like, well, what are we gonna do now, you know? (laughs) What is, what bargain are we making? What consequences (laughs) is this gonna have on, like, the planet. That's why well, when, and then when we get into the series finale, that's why I kind of felt really upset because I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? This is how we, this, we can't. We can't yet. We gotta. This is how this But the one thing I have to say is, you're right. They kept they kept going. Yeah. Like every season, it's like, well, how how is he gonna come back? How how is he gonna come back? And it's yeah. like, okay. Like, I was like, it's unique, I guess. I guess. (laughs) In this season two, we also started getting the fun episodes, including going very meta with Hollywood Babylon, mentioning Gilmore Girls. What were some of your favorite meta and fun episodes throughout the series? All of them. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) My favorite, the first one that comes to mind, my absolute favorite is The French Mistake. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that 
fun. Like they get sent into this alternate universe where they play Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki who I play love- on a team show called Supernatural. I love that Jensen's like, what's a Jensen? What's a Misha? What are these names? <laughs> It's like, paddle, paddle, paddle what? Now you're Polish? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're married to Ruby. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I just love how Misha hammed up his own, like, his himself. himself. Like, he played himself in such an interesting way. <laughs> and Sherlyn, for you, what was yeah, like, your favorite? favorite? See, and that's the thing, because, like I said, they're all great. But, yeah. hands down, the French mistake it's still my favorite, and <laughs> I have rewatched it. And every time I watch like the acting scene, I catch new things. Mm-hmm. Just like when Misha is talking, and then when he turns around for whatever reason, Jared like jumps a little bit, and I'm like, what the heck? Why is he jumping? <laughs> and Misha slaps um Jensen or Jensen or Jared's ass. It was like a one second scene. Oh, <laughs> Did you see that? Oh. I don't. So, if anybody gets the Entertainment Weekly Ultimate Guide to Supernatural, French Mistake was actually ranked number one episode of all of the kind of episodes throughout the series. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. I know for me, one of the ones, and the reason that I kind of picked it up again, and I'm sad to say I picked up supernatural again in season 13 after i put it down for a little bit and watching here and there was because they did a uh, scooby natural episode and i thought that that was really nice and i thought you know for us we we were kids watching scooby-doo our parents watched scooby-doo and for them to combine both of them and there's always that meme that goes around where you see the Scooby van and you see the 67 Chevy Impala and they're like, well, if you see these two outside, you know shit's going down. And I'm like, yeah, it's a very, very accurate. So I'm very happy that they did that. I think what they do well with those meta episodes is that it just works. Like yeah. some things you wouldn't think, like even the, uh, what's the, the musical episode? Is that fan fiction? Oh, um. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I think Something yeah. like that, yeah. It, it, it was works. for their, like, one 200th or 100th. Yeah, I've watched Something. that episode a good five times. <laughs> it's, it's new, uh, what's it called? Buffy episode? Once, Once more, more with feeling. feeling. Yeah. Good. And I, I felt the same as, like, while watching the musical episode because, you know, they, they were singing and they're like, at the end, you see this character, and that character doesn't look familiar, and it was Jack, their half-brother, and I was, oh, we also forgot about Jack, their half-brother. Misha is the real brother. Jack is, like, just there. Jack is just there. <laughs> Season three brought the release of demons from hell, opening the Devil's Gate. Dean has one year to live, which I honestly was upset because, you know, we got the fun little coulda, shoulda, would ya if um, they had a normal life, Dean dies a hundred plus times in one episode, which I just recently <laughs> rewatched, which proves my point that they die and they come back all of the god dang time. Uh, why would the series finale be really any different, right? Um, but we'll get into that. I thought season three was a throwaway season, to be honest, until Dean went to hell, which he did. And then we got introduced to Castiel in season four. What did yeah, you yeah. 
Sherlyn, what did you think of the introduction of Castiel? Okay, but before I get into my man, <laughs> I think what I took away from season four was that, hey, angels exist in this world. Because why wouldn't they? When you think about it, it's that light and the dark. Mm-hmm. And every time they would talk about, oh, you, like, there's, there's a, like, a hell, there's a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. When you think about it, it makes sense that, yeah, there's angels too. Y'all forgot about the angels walking around doing stuff. Yeah. But, you know, but um, I think, I think with the introduction of Castiel, like I said, he was the, he's the third brother. Yeah. And the way he was introduced, though, he's very serious. He's very, like, I have to go with this plan. I have to follow orders. Like, kind of similar to how Dean is with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, his iconic line, which I always mess up. <laughs> I am the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. <laughs> Even just his outfit is just reminiscent of, like, Constantine. And right. they actually made that joke. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, this was like Constantine. <laughs> I think he was a great addition to the cast, and I'm very glad that they um, they kept him on because I don't think he was actually supposed to. No, he wasn't. He was only supposed, supposed to, to have do like it. a short little arc. Yeah, and yeah. they kept him on. And Jasmine, what about you? What did you think of the introduction of Castiel? Um, I was there for it. I was a big fan of that. Um, yeah, as soon as they started introducing, like, like divine creatures and, like, angels and that there was a god, like, I just knew that they were going to open up so many windows for, like, story and things like that. Because I think at that point, as you said, like, season three is kind of a throwaway. So I'm like, okay, this has been there, done that. You know, we need something new to kind of, like, liven up the story. And I think they did exactly that. Mm-hmm. With... Um, like the angels and God and like prophets and yeah. all that, all that good stuff. <laughs> we also start getting real flashback episodes where the boys travel through time. What was your favorite time travel episode, Jasmine? The first one that comes to mind is when they go and they meet like their parents. Okay, yeah, and yeah, they. I remember them meeting their mom and just like all those emotions felt, you know, like, oh my God, it's mom. You know, we haven't, like, we didn't have really a mom growing up. So that was kind of like special. And then like, they're like, we should tell her, like, no, we we can't tell her that we're like her sons and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that episode comes to mind when they time travel. Mm -hmm. And Shalyn, what about you? I did like, I don't, I don't know if this counts. Um, uh, episode Le- Lebanon. Um, so technically it's not time travel, but John is kind of displaced from 2003. Yeah, time um, travel. If you guys remember that, um, they bring him back. And because of that, that had consequences for like their world. So mm-hmm. uh, Zachariah and Castiel, they're coming to, well, it seems like they're, they literally were like to kill the Winchesters. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, so that's my half time travel episode for you. <laughs> Chuck is introduced as a prophet, and we find out that Supernatural <laughs> is a series of books giving a nod to the fan fiction of Supernatural. Uh, this is a spoiler. Did y'all expect Chuck to be God? How did you feel about this? 
weird character <laughs> flip on its head. I did not see it coming. <laughs> okay, uh, but okay, sorry. Go I'm very excited for this. Go ahead. <laughs> but just rewatching it knowing that he's God and like when he like finds out that he's a prophet, so I'm using air quotations there. Um and then he's like like I'm like a god and then just rewatching that and I'm like, oh <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Sheila. <laughs> okay, if you really watch Swan Song, which is the season finale of uh, season five, five yeah. at the end, Chuck disappears. Like he's writing oh. the story, he ends it, yeah, and then he disappears and it's I guess that's kind of foreshadowing, but I just thought he was an angel when I saw that. I didn't right. think he was actually God. My idea was kind of like, oh, great, they're bringing God into this now. <laughs> like, it couldn't just be angels and demons. God is here. God is here. And, spoiler, he is a dick. He is a complete asshole. Yeah. Which is kind of like... <laughs> yeah, and... I found him annoying at the end. At like, the end, really absolutely. Annoying. He was like a freaking baby relax yourself not everybody's gonna like you i'm sorry <laughs> the season also as we said brought the whole element of bible gods and angels in season five lucifer is out of the gates they have to find a way they have to find the rings of the force four horsemen the boys have to become vessels to michael and lucifer they have a half-brother and along the way, they wanted this showdown between the brothers, the angels did. It was going to be the last season of the series, but fans wanted so much more that they gave us 15 seasons instead of the five. <laughs> we get introduced to fan favorites, Crowley, and I honestly thought the introduction of biblical creatures was how they were going to end it, but they didn't, and here we are 15 years later. In season six, Sam is brought back from hell. They keep coming back, guys. And we're introduced to a soulless Sam, working with their grandfather, capturing alpha monsters, and they want to open the gates of purgatory. Castiel temporarily becomes God. Uh, what was the most ridiculous episode for you from season six going on? This episode was like, are you kidding me? This is what they're doing with this? This is like... <laughs> Well, I think the idea, like, now all of a sudden Castiel is bad, and I was like, fuck, are they going to kill him off? They better not. And I think then he wasn't going to come back, but he did eventually, too. Yeah. So that's mine. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was kind of okay with the show ending at that point, and I feel like there was, like, obviously some good episodes after that. Yeah. But I feel that it started to feel like it was dragging at that point and kind of forced. Mm -hmm. And with some, like, characters, I was, like, underwhelmed. And I'm like, okay, they're still here. And <laughs> some of them grew on me. Like, Crowley grew on me. Rowena grew on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like it kind of dragged at that point with the occasional good episode kind of spattered in there. Mm -hmm. See, that's why I say season four to six. That's it. It should be done after should be done. <laughs> Those are my, or I guess season four to five were like the golden yeah. seasons. Season seven, the Leviathans, which I was like, what the f***? I don't even remember. The Leviathans were the first beast that God had created. Sam has hell PTSD. Bobby dies, and I say that in air quotations because I really don't know at this point who dies and comes back to life. <laughs> They're like 
comic book character. <laughs> we're introduced to a whole new prophet, Kevin. And Kevin was just a sweetheart. He was just a sweetheart. Love Dean Kevin. and Cass yeah. go to purgatory. Uh, Charisma Carpenter and James Marsters guest star in this season. But we've seen previously Amy Acker from Angel and Amber Benson from Buffy. Ties yeah. in again with the Buffy aspect. Who have been some of your favorite guest stars? We've seen so many guest stars. I sent them a picture in group chat today of uh, Candace King, previously Akala from Vampire Diaries. Uh, She's Vampire Caroline Diaries. from Vampire Diaries. But who's been your favorite guest star that you could say? Can, can I just say, I did not like that um, Charisma Carpenter James Marsters episode. I really didn't like it. <laughs> oh, when it. they're, when they're like divorced witches or something? It I was dumb. Yeah, I, it was so silly. I hate it. And I was so... And I know because, you know, growing up with Buffy, like, yeah. you look forward to, oh, like, these cameos. And I was like, I was underwhelmed. Yeah. Also, I think I have beef with Christmas cards. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Let me just tell this quick story. Did you make up I this met... beef or do you have actual beef with <laughs> no, It might be in my mind, but that's okay. So okay. I, Mike and I met Charisma Carpenter at Seattle Comic Con, at Emerald City Comic Con. I was getting an autograph. Um, for Kelsey, and okay, this was the interaction I had with her. Okay. So she's like, "Hi, how are you? What are your names?" And I'm like, "Oh, my name is Cheryl Ann." And she's like, "What's your name, Cheryl Ann?" She's like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "Edmonton, Alberta." It was just a weird yeah. interaction, and yeah. I feel like it's because. So for those that don't know, I semi have a speech impediment, I guess. So when I say my name, sometimes people think I'm saying Caroline, which is not the case. Anyway, I felt self-conscious after that. Aww. She also complimented Mike and said he looked like that guy from HGTV, whoever the hell that guy is. There's so many guys from HGTV, that's not a compliment. Nobody knows what anybody looks like <laughs> HGTV. You hear that, Mike? Stop it. It's not a compliment. But, sorry, anyway, I, she was nice. It's just my, me, myself. But yeah. anyway, to answer your actual question... Wait, sorry, I have one more thing to say. Yes. That Snooki episode was terrible, too. Snooki was a guest star. She was a guest star. Yeah, it's not good. Now I'll get into my favorite. Paris Hilton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Paris Hilton. Oh, my gosh. And she, was she in House of Wax? Yeah, she was in House yeah, of Wax. Yeah. Okay. She, her character lasted a lot longer than Jared's character did, so. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> um, but I think favorite characters... Uh, Felicia Day, obviously, as Charlie. And we finally met her. We did. Uh, that was that was my answer, but I guess I'll come up with somebody else. No, <laughs> no I have more. I have more. Don't worry. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Katie Cassidy as Ruby. Um, mm -hmm. I've also met her. She's very nice. Um, I also appreciated seeing the different Canadian Canadian actors that we've grown up with. Yeah. Like, you, you know how you see, like, different people? Sometimes you don't remember their names, but... You see their face, and you're yeah. like, oh, it's that, that, that guy, that girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Corey Monteith was in an episode, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren Cohen as Bella. Yeah. I love yeah. her. Yeah. She's good, too. Um, I liked uh, Julian Richings as Death. We met we him. Met yes. him. <laughs> I have a sonic. He was lovely. Also, Kim Rhodes, who plays Jody Mills. I remember watching that and being like, oh my gosh, it's the mom from Sweet Life, <laughs> Sweet Life with Zach and Cody or something. <laughs> was she really? Yeah, she was the mom. Oh, I didn't know. It was Zach and Cody's mom. <laughs> she was oh, like that. the lounge singer, and that's why they were at the hotel and on the 
the cruise and stuff. <laughs> There's also Timothy Amundsen who played Kane. Yes. And he <laughs> loved he was also in Gallivant, which was yeah. spectacular. If you have not seen it. Your damn Gallivant show. <laughs> <laughs> Season 8, Dean escapes purgatory with everyone's favorite vampire, Benny. I loved Benny. Uh, Oh, oh, yeah, he was cute. Yeah. Maybe cute's not the word. I don't know what he He was very, like, (laughs) ruggedly handsome from... Adorable. From New Orleans or something, and, like, it was just very nice. We get what becomes their home base, the Men of Letters bunker. Crowley is the big bad of the season 8. Sam goes through these trials of hell, and the angels fall from heaven. Season 9, more angel possession. Abaddon tries to control hell. We see Crowley team up with the boys, and here is where it kicks off the next five seasons with the mark of Cain on Dean, which is my personal favorite, Evil Dean. Possessed Dean did not last long enough, in my opinion. What are he had your... good style. He did. <laughs> and his, like, his swag was good. Even when he was, like, possessed by Michael later on, I, you know, I digged it. I enjoyed it for sure. What are your top five Dean moments? Cheryl Ann. Oh, my God. Jasmine oh my God. needs to think. My top, my top five Dean moments are pudding. <laughs> Just season five, Sam interrupted when they infiltrate the mental, what is it? Mental institution? Asylum? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Asylum, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, there was a there was a rape there, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't actually remember the actual episode, but I always remember the pudding. <laughs> um, obviously the French mistake. So that's season six, the acting scene. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, season two, Telltale episode. That's the first episode we see the trickster. Mm-hmm. aka Gabriel mm-hmm. um so Dean it's like that retelling their Sam and Dean are just retelling the story from their point of view Dean what for whatever reason has like a bunch of candies in his mouth and he has like he's got a big mouth <laughs> if you look back <laughs> Jensen Ackles has a big freaking mouth he does it's amazing <laughs> um and obviously my the the skin episode uh the what's wrong with you that's what it was that's the line <laughs> and we love this and any interaction with castiel jasmine um, i liked his friendship with benny Aww. that was really nice for some reason the moment that came to mind is when like him and felicia day they're, they're going larping and like oh. he just like gives it his all <laughs> that. <laughs> that was really that was fun um let me see. Like for some reason that comes to mind is like his quippiness and like like with his brother, like bitch and jerk and like how <laughs> just like how the relationship built over the over time. Yeah, I do love I was watching this like interview with Jensen, I think it was near the end. I've been watching a lot of interviews with them. Um, because it's ending, ending, and then one of I don't know if the producers or whoever went up to him and this season, um, they had asked his character to tap dance with Garth and in a in a sort of dream sequence and he's like yeah sure I'll do it I'll tap dance and I think it's just my favorite thing is just Jensen's willingness to be like yeah sure fuck I'll do it <laughs> like you want me to hang out the side of a window and like just belt eye of the tiger while scratching my arm I'll do it <laughs> it's, it's all good I'll do it I'll do it <laughs> they're just willing to get silly yeah <laughs> Jasmine, what are your top five Sam moments? 
Well, I mentioned when, like, the first time that one of them truly goes evil on the show, like, Born Under a Bad Sign, and, like, just how, like, how good of an actor, like, both of them are, but him, especially in that episode, just, like, seemed like he dissociated, and he was, like, laughing, like, maniacally, and just, he turned dark in that episode, that was pretty cool, um, I like, you mean, you mentioned that he was, like, a Ravenclaw, kind of, like, how he, like, was always the one to, like, do the research. (laughs) If you had to give them Harry Potter houses, he's definitely a Ravenclaw. Come back to me on that one. Okay. (laughs) You've got three more. Charlotte, what about you? What are your top five Sam moments? Um, so again, his acting skills and the French mistake, (laughs) the lock and the key. (laughs) (laughs) If there's a lock, then there must be. Be a key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh, I'm like crying now, like laughing, crying. Season five, uh, the ends when he's possessed by Lucifer, mm-hmm. or it was it's more of a vision. But I was like, oh, I, I kind of like this. I, I I like bad. I like when they're bad. Like, <laughs> I think it's I think it's our like psychology that we like the bad boys and like we see them be very, like, gentleman-like and very good, but then when you get a taste of them being bad, you're like, oh, this is different. I like this. This is nice. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> but it's such a weird thing to it's say. It's very he's, weird. He's Lucifer in that moment, and for whatever reason, he makes you feel for Lucifer, like, in just what he's saying. He makes you feel bad for him, I guess? Yeah. He kind of humanizes him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, going back to the bad, I liked Soulless Sam in the episode, uh, what's it called? Season six, clap your hands if you believe. It's the alien abduction oh. <laughs> When he's just making fun of Dean. Dean is about to be abducted, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot they that did was... an alien episode outside the <laughs> university. And I was like, oh yeah, they did that. They went there. Season five, Changing Channels, another meta episode. The her Herpexia commercial, oh. <laughs> <laughs> where they're playing their parts, and he has her Herpexia, and you know, <laughs> he didn't really say anything. It was just like, I have her Herpexia. Call your doctor. <laughs> yeah. That was such a good episode. Um, some an episode that comes to mind is when he like is having like like the worst stage. You remember when he just has that round of bad luck. I was just watching that yesterday. <laughs> but he says something along the lines of like, I lost my shoe or something. Yeah. <laughs> he lost a shoe in a gutter. And he's just like, well, this is my life, I guess. Yeah. But on the opposite end, kind of how, like, what I didn't like about Sam is that, like, that little arc where, as you said, like, like, he was, like, ingesting all that demon blood, and, like, oh. they obviously, like, wrote it off like it never happened, but that was, I guess it was kind of, like, a symbol for, like, addiction and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but it got, like, a bit too dark for me mm-hmm. <laughs> with that. Yeah. See, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind, I guess I, I liked his psychic powers, the demon Yes, blood, I, I liked the psychic powers, but I didn't like how he had to get it. <laughs> the darkness. The darkness. The darkness. <laughs> I was thinking, because one of your questions was, what what's kind of episodes did you want to see mm-hmm. for some reason i didn't remember any christmas episodes they had but there was a christmas episode what? yeah they had one or two three. yeah season three they had one. yeah yeah so i was re-watching it because it's it's christmas time now and then i liked when sam and dean were going up to see like the creepy santa and then the little elf 
woman was talking to them. They're like, oh, like, you're too old for this. Yeah. And then Sam is like, it's okay. I just, we just want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> So season 15, they do a bunch of callbacks episodes just to finish it up and give the fans kind of what they want. In that Christmas episode, they were like, what's going on? People are are dying. And it's you find out that it's because of paganism, that the pagan gods are killing these people. And a fun little thing is, so not what happens, but, you know, the old, the sweet old lady ties <laughs> Sam up and uh, pucks off his fingernail. In season 15, there is a callback to that episode when they do a jumbled, like, birthday, Christmas, blah, blah, blah episode, and the lady, it's a Christmas episode, and the lady peels off Sam's fingernail again, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, again, this man has his fingernails, like, every time, like, every time <laughs> his fingernails. Hey, so that was I cringy, just... though. That actually made me, like, ugh. <laughs> I'm glad that they do callback episodes, but I'm just like, it was just, it was kind of nice and kind of neat. They're calling this back? Why this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't get a jerk and a bitch, but I get him, like, peeling off his fingernails. It's great. Another big character is Castiel. Jasmine, what are your top five Castiel moments? Um, hey ass butt, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Season five is great. <laughs> So, hey, Asma, definitely. Um, I appreciated, um, just to save Misha's voice, like, the progression of his voice on how it got more and more natural. <laughs> because at first, like, he's like, all right, how am I going to portray this character? Like, really gravelly sounding. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Um, and just, like, his figuring out the world, like, cell phones and stuff like that. Um, I liked, um, I guess... The conflict that he had meeting uh Misha like the what's his Jimmy? Is that his name? Jimmy? Oh right, yes. his his yeah. vessel, yeah. Meeting his vessel's daughter. Claire. And, like, what do I have to do in this girl's life? Yeah. Because you know, like I kinda took over her father's body and his life and everything. That was an interesting story arc. And I guess just like all of I guess the rules of like being an angel and stuff like that and learning about that was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And like the hierarchy and like what happens when they break the rules and heaven. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really fascinating. And Charlene, what about you? What are your top five Castiel moments? Oh my man. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, his first introduction, I am the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. Uh, hey, ass butt, of course. <laughs> um, when Cass is watching porn. Yeah. The man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was so good. And then that kind of transitions into his relationship with Meg, mm. who he kisses. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, where did you learn that from? It's like. <laughs> I actually really wanted to see them have a relationship. I, I really liked them together, like the angel and demon. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I don't get my wish. <laughs> and again, his interactions with Dean. Yeah. After Joe and Ellen, I'm glad that they continue with female hunters. They tried for a spinoff with Wayward Girls. Uh, if you could have a spinoff of Supernatural, Sherylan, what would it be? Let me tell you. All right. I've said this before. I wanted that Charlie and Dorothy spinoff to Oz. 
yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, <laughs> again, I bring up the bloodlines <laughs> factor, and it seems like no one likes that episode. And I, I wish I rewatched it, but I don't know. I, I thought it was an interesting concept of there's like warring uh, monster families mm-hmm. um, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I just really wanted to see Nathaniel. I even, I tweeted him. I remember I was like, welcome to the SBN family. Oh. Like a little looser than I yeah. am. <laughs> he wasn't even in it. <laughs> He's, you're like, for one episode. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, those were the spinoffs that I wanted. Jasmine, what about you? If you could have a supernatural spinoff, what would it be? I can't really think of any that I would want to see. Every time that they mention, like, a spinoff, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, I'm, I'm the same, where I'm just like, you know what? It was good. No need to, like, redo yeah. anything. No need to have another spinoff. No need to, like, touch it. It's good. It's gold. Yeah. Believe it. Like, we're all in our 30s. The boys are now, the actors are now in their late 30s, early 40s. We're good. Just leave it alone. Yeah, I was it's done. I was, yeah, I'm fine with the way that it is. Yeah. Like, in watching other shows with spinoffs, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just I'm, not, I'm against spinoffs, but yeah. I was, like, Vampire Diaries, I was, like, originals, okay. It was good! The originals! It I was believe, good, Jasmine! It was I believe more. the originals were good. I did were not good. give it a chance. Um, <laughs> um, or what was what's the other Vampire Diary spinoff with the oh, kids the, and the garbage one? Oh, Legacies. <laughs> Legacies. Yeah, I didn't watch that one either. No, or, like, the honestly, Pretty Little Life spinoffs. I'm like, I'm fine. The only spinoff <laughs> that I've ever watched fantasy wise has to be Angel spinning off from Buffy, and like that was the only one that I yes yeah. I, Caroline has something I, to say. Watch that one. I was gonna say. I'm sorry to say, because you guys were obsessed with Angel, but I only I this is like a secret of mine. I only watched the first season. That's fine. And the last season because it had those, Spike in it. Those were the good ones. Those so were the okay. good. You're fine. Okay. Those are the those are the good ones. The whole story. This is a, now we're going on a whole other probably episode, but like <laughs> the whole storyline with like his. Connor getting Cordelia pregnant and Cordelia being possessed by a weird thing, giving birth to a fully grown adult. What was that? I don't understand. I'm not here like, for it. And her name is Jasmine. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh my god, speaking of Jasmine. So I was watching Super I was watching Supernatural earlier, and it was the episode with the siren. And the sirens came from a strip club. The girl's name was Jasmine. And then That's Sam was like, and then like Yeah. And then Sam was like, she's a stripper. And it's like, and then Dean's like, yeah, well, with a name like Jasmine. And then he started laughing. I took offense. I started laughing. Oh my gosh, stripper Jasmine. Stripper Jasmine. Season 10, uh, the darkness is here. The darkness is God's sister. She has a weird chemistry thing with Dean. And we get the 200th episode, which is the musical episode that we talked about. In the musical episode, they take Chuck's novels and they turn it into a play. And at the very end of the episode, we are introduced again to Chuck. He is God. Season 11, the British Men of Letters and Mary returns, which I was just like, "Eh, okay, fine, whatever. I don't. Like, I didn't understand the whole British Men of Letters thing. Mary, I was just <laughs> Me too, Jasmine. I, I feel like I, I didn't want her to come back. Yeah. <laughs> when she died, I was like, good. 
her back for so long, like I said earlier, and then, you know, the darkness brings her back, but then, you know, you're now giving him, as an adult, adult feelings about having your mom there and wanting to take care of her now because you don't want anything to happen to her. But then you freaking have a child just get angry and throw a temper tantrum, quite literally is what the character did, and blow Mary up, really, essentially, or, and then it was just so silly. I didn't appreciate it at all. Season 12 sets up the next three seasons. Mary is dealing with the new decade. Lucifer possesses the president and in tacky fashion gets someone working on his campaign pregnant. She has Jack, which the birth creates a rift in the world to create an alternate universe. And surprise, surprise, no one is really dead. Season 13, Jack is a real boy. Death starts to become a player. We get Scooby Natural. In season 14, Dean wears his Peaky Blinder cap as Michael. God is a dick, brings back all the original monsters. And we are into season 15. What are your thoughts at the beginning of season 15 when they brought back all of the first kind of big bads that we saw in the first season. I haven't seen season 15. What? <laughs> and I don't remember any of the <laughs> So season 14 kind of ends where, you know, Chuck wants them to fight it out and they're like, no, we're not doing it, you're a dick, blah blah blah. And he's like, okay, fine. Kills Jack. Uh, shoots Sam, and then therefore Sam has like this weird telepathic thing towards him. He can tell where he is because they were shot with the same bullet. And at the same yeah. time... Oh, I don't remember that. I, I remember that. Proceed. <laughs> and then at the same time, they bring back the monsters. There's, you know... So they bring back like Hookman, Bloody Mary. They bring back just all these like women in white they just bring back all their og monsters that they fought in season one and in the first like four episodes they're dealing with in a small which is kind of scary because now we're in covid in a small town all these monsters are released and rowena puts a sort of a barrier around the town so that if people come into the town the monsters can get them essentially so it's better that they stay out of the town yeah, and then um, Rowena sacrifices herself to close the gate to send all these monsters back where they came from, essentially. Mm-hmm. Therefore, she quote-unquote dies, but she becomes the ruler of hell. Yeah, she becomes like, yeah. the queen of hell. Yes. <laughs> I remember so, that. Yeah, 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 so she becomes the queen of hell, which is nice. I like that they did that, taking the uh-huh. crown from Crowley and giving it to his mother, Rowena. Then they proceed with, like, we have to find Chuck, we have to figure out a way to kill Chuck. So that's how 15 goes in. And they they deal with, like, people coming back from the dead. The, they go into the, um, you know, the hunters that they brought over from Apocalypse World are now living in the real world. That was, that was a big thing. And so, you know, Bobby becomes a character again. Felicia Day's character is here again and you know they continue with on with life one thing that i wanted to see for the longest time was a banshee and i finally got my banshee episode in season 11 it wasn't it wasn't great i wasn't i was kind of i was very disappointed in this banshee episode and the graphics i'm like you did you did what you could in season one for graphics and i thought it was incredible and re-watching it now i still think the graphics for 2005 were incredible 
but you you could have done better in season 11 for a banshee and i didn't i was so disappointed in that episode even though i wanted a banshee episode so bad was there an episode that you wanted but didn't get sherilyn i think um not necessarily an episode that i didn't get because we did get the seven deadly sins but it was only one episode and they were easily defeated i kind of wanted them to be the new big bad and then, I don't know, I just wanted yeah. the different seven deadly sins to play off of them. And so that's how they would I, defeat one another, you know? And that's how I felt as well when they introduced them. I thought, you know what? Get rid of the Leviathans and give me a season with the seven deadly sins. Like, yeah. sim- similar to the movie Seven, where you have a whole movie for the seven deadly sins. <laughs> and that would have been far more interesting than the Leviathans, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't remember the Leviathans and the Seven Deadly Sins. I I'm going off of because I like anime. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist has the Seven Deadly Sins, and I I think those characters are so cool. So it would have been would have been interesting to see them as big bads for sure. I mean, we all wanted more of Julian Richings. Let's just say as dads, it would have been ah yes, and the Horsemen. I think that would have been a good sort oh, of yeah. You know, it was really cool. Yeah, that would have been a great <gasps> expansion. Instead of taking a whole season just to collect their rings, why don't you give us a story of you collecting their rings and then carrying on to the next season of, like, hey, we got them. What do we do now? Like, that would have been interesting to me. Also, that introduction of death in... Oh, my what is God. It? And it's a midnight. That was amazing. amazing. That's still one of my favorite scenes where... that Oh, and that song. That slow, that slow cam walk. No. With, yes. with the dust and the fog, just, like, it's just one of those, like, beautiful shots that, you know, was completely similar to, like, when Castiel is walking into the barn and the doors are opening and the lights are exploding and, you know, you see his angel wings in the flash of light. Like, it's just so many interesting and very cool things that they did with the introductions of their big bads that... Or not even big bads, but of certain characters was incredible, and I wish they did more of that. Sorry, Jasmine, what yeah, would you have I liked to see? I can't really think of one. Okay. <laughs> Season 15, we've come to the end of a long era. They wrapped it up and put it in a long-ass tidy bow. Rowena runs hell, we get Easter eggs, Cass professes his love to Dean and Destiel cannons, and now Castiel belongs to the empty. Chuck is human, and the boys, well, I thought it would end better than it did. I was sad. I cried for the last half an hour. I don't necessarily want to give spoilers, but I don't think it's fair. I don't think (laughs) they treated Dean with all of that character development, especially around family and love, and I can't say that necessarily that family life was for him in terms of, like, kids and settling down, but I would have definitely, for myself, liked to see them both grow older together, not just Sam and his terrible wig. I... <laughs> Leave Jared alone! <laughs> He's such a hater! <laughs> so clearly, I'm, so clearly from our listeners, I am clearly Team Dean. I have always been Team Dean, and Sherlyn... <laughs> Just, like, loves, just, just is here for Jared, and she sasses me every time I give Jared so much, like, heat, because I, I just, love him! He, listen, I just, he, <laughs> makes those gags. Like, the gag reels are great. Yeah, the gag reels are amazing. <laughs> because he's such a jokester, and I love 
it. It's like not <laughs> so different from his character, I guess. It is very different from his character. And I've listened to um episodes with Jared Panalaki specifically, um, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. It's one of my favorite podcasts. And, you know, the most recent one that they did was a lot of insight and deep down digging and, you know, he talks a lot about his depression that he's faced while he was on the show and his anxiety and just like breaking down who he is as a human being and always constantly you know one of those things that of growing in your mental health and growing as an individual it never really ends and it's always a fight like you're always going to keep fighting for that and you should and I and I truly do respect Jared for that because he's just he's just human right like he's human like the rest of us and he will you know he's very open and honest about what he struggles with and I really do appreciate that for what this show is it's given a lot of fans an insight into characters and into people that play these characters because they do bring a humanity to them i mean they again like the show is based on two brothers from kansas but they wouldn't be anything if it weren't for jensen and jared and misha and alex calvert who plays jack like it wouldn't be anything without the actors that are behind these characters and you know they thanked us at the end of the series finale for watching for 15 years and going along with them and quite literally carrying on with them and I just for me it's a thank you for you know taking an hour out of my day where I can just laugh or cry or be like what the fuck is happening right now and so I I want to say in this love letter to Supernatural thank you to everybody involved in the show and thank you for keeping it as long as you did even though we all feel it should have ended a lot sooner um Sherilyn, what did you think of the series finale of Supernatural? Well, and I texted you, Kalima, after I watched it. But yeah, it's funny because I thought the second last episode, uh, the penultimate episode, mm-hmm. was the series finale. Mm-hmm. I, and you know what? I, I would have been fine with that yeah. the series finale. But I know some people would not be. You know what? I, I feel like some people will be satisfied and some people will not be satisfied with the series finale. Yeah. Um, I would have been fine just not having mm-hmm. spoilers spoilers stop listening to the podcast go watch supernatural all 15 step season <laughs> dedicate get back to us in uh, a year but what so it's okay so Kalima texts me because she saw it before I did mm-hmm. and she's like you're gonna be so mad and I was like oh great <laughs> like I, I had a feeling that one one or both were gonna die mm. like that's just what I thought yeah um dying I was like oh okay yeah but I guess like it makes sense kind of I that was Sam got his happy ending yeah Jasmine what's your take on it before I get into my thoughts on Dean dying yeah I think it's kind of like what you mentioned like we hoped that maybe he got like a few more years before he died like I guess I was okay with him passing but I feel like Obviously, it was too soon, mm-hmm. like, after everything kind of concluded. Yeah. Like, as I, as I mentioned, I didn't finish season 15. I thought I would by this point, but I didn't. Yeah. So I didn't see the second last episode. I only saw half of season 15. So I think maybe just, like, to kind of, like, enjoy 
like I guess everything kind of resolving to some extent mm-hmm. but it seemed died pretty quickly after everything kind of came to a close so he didn't get to enjoy the like the fruits of his labor yeah well in the penultimate episode it was pretty much like they defeat God Jack becomes mm-hmm. God essentially and he's like I'm in everything you never need to worry and mm-hmm. you know they go on <laughs> and they go on like eating pie and like they're fighting in a vampire's nest and they've fought in vampires how many times before right and i hate their portrayal of vampires i do I don't too think for Benny. Yeah. yeah so i like they've fought vampires so many times before and like they kind of gave you that idea like oh shit somebody's going to run into that screw because he fell yeah. he fell beside the screw before and he's like oh that was close and then he's killed quite literally because the vampire throws him into the screw. And I was just like, are you are you kidding? Like, he's fought vampires so many times before. And, like, my beef with the whole thing was they've literally come back to life a thousand times. While, and Jack is like, I'm in everything. Why can't Jack pop down and be like, hey, bro, let me heal you real quick and then carry on with your life. And then... Oh my gosh, you're right. And then, you know, die... 10 years later, or die, you know, however you want, eating pie, or choking on a chicken bone, or a cheeseburger, like, I was sad, because one, I didn't expect it, and I was like, oh no, Dean, and then I was mad, because, you know, Jack is like, I'm in everything, you never need to worry, if you ever need anything, let me, call me, quite literally, is what he said at the end of the, you know, the second to last episode, and he was nowhere to be found, like, and he was okay with that, you know, the character, they wrote him to be okay with that. I kind of felt cheated, honestly, with that. And I was happy that Sam got his life, but he wasn't happy. Like, the characters, you know, I felt like the character of Sam just kind of went through the motions of, I'm gonna fight monsters, I'm gonna become a dad, I'm gonna name my son Dean in a terrible outfit, by the uh, way, for a toddler. <laughs> I was just like, what is that outfit exactly. for a toddler? And then... And then, you know, I'm going to help him with his homework, and then I'm going to teach him how to hunt, and then I'm going to die on my bed at, like, 95 years old, and I'm going to be reunited with my brother on a different, completely different bridge than what was the bridge in episode one. (laughs) First of all, I was like, what, you couldn't find the other bridge? I'm pretty sure no one is on the other bridge. It's COVID. So, and I understand, like, the shooting restrictions behind it. I was just like, I don't know. I was... I'm glad it ended, I guess is all I it's, can say. It's no endgame uh, finale. No. That's, that's what I'll say. It's like, a, I didn't feel satisfied, I guess. Yeah. I, appreci- I appreciated, like, Dean being like, you know, say it's okay. Say it's okay for me to go. You know, kind of, so that kind of gave, like, the sense of, like, they were going to accept it this time, and they were going to try to bring them back. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. me to go, you can go now. That was nice. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I guess we can say season five technically would have been the ending. Mm-hmm. And I felt more satisfied with that yeah. than I did with the series finale. And honestly, like, after 15 years, no one can say we're not loyal. <laughs> no one can say we are not loyal. Like, as much as it dragged on, as much as, you know, it sh- should have ended years ago i i I always appreciated that it was there (laughs) yeah it's like a nice little uh security blanket it's like 
you like you said Halima because sometimes we would stop watching yeah um and then we were like oh yeah what's going on what's going on with the boys what what, what are they up to what are my shenanigans <laughs> what are my boys doing <laughs> we've met Jim Beaver and Felicia Day and, um, and Julian oh, Julian I've met, I've met Katie Cassidy Misha Collins wife <laughs> Techn- oh wait technically sorry that first time doesn't count I stalked Misha Collins so let me tell the story. Let's okay. tell the story. <laughs> so it was Edmonton Expo's very first convention. And I didn't even know what was going on until I read it in the paper that Misha Collins is going to be appearing as a guest at Edmonton Expo. So I messaged you guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, Misha Collins. Kalima, mm-hmm. why weren't you there? Do you remember? I didn't go to the first one. No, I know. I asked you guys. I okay. I don't think that I was, like, truly invested in Supernatural that much when the first expo came around. That I was oh. like, I need to go see Nisha. I was like... Well, Jasmine and Amy were down for it. So... Okay. And, yes. It was... Yeah. It was... It was the good first convention and honestly i want to thank misha for getting me into conventions because that was my first experience and he was walking by us and then i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh can i go and talk to him so i was following behind him and i was so scared to say anything to him and then he went behind a curtain and that was the end of that yeah and so then he kind of ran it was kind of like enough to make it to the front of the line because I've seen pictures of this freaking line to meet them uh to meet Jensen Jared in our case Jasmine Misha Sherlan meeting Misha again yeah what... I want his autograph <laughs> uh Jasmine what would you like to say to either any of them one of them all of them what would what would uh, be your message to them again off the top of my head um <laughs> I suppose um just you know, thanking them for Supernatural and kind of um, introducing these characters who, as I mentioned before, like, I feel like you don't really see it in very many shows, like, that started in, like, the early 2000s of, like, men who are able to portray their emotions and, you know, show sensitivities and bonding and love in that aspect. So I, I guess without sounding too cheesy, I would thank them for that. Because I feel like it's a lot more accepted nowadays that, mm-hmm. you know, because I grew up with three brothers and I grew up in like a 
you know, like men have to be men, you know, like don't show your emotions kind of thing. So I've seen that firsthand. So I appreciated that. So just, you know, showing like real emotion and in men. (laughs) Yeah. And Charlene, for you? Um, Kind of similar to Jasmine's just with the being cheesy <laughs> I would oh I would thank them just for all the memorable years of laughs tears and just emotions um su- yeah supernatural I would tell them supernatural has literally been half of our lives mm-hmm. um and <laughs> and we've grown just as the show has grown and just as they have as actors and directors too Jensen's done a few act- uh, direct directing and I'd probably say something unique to them you know how I do I like to do my research and I like to (laughs) just have you know because most people who meet like their favorite celebrities they always talk about the shows themselves Mm -hmm. and not about like them as people sometimes Mm -hmm. or you know just something that's different and makes you stand out so yeah I would probably do that um, but I'd also force Jensen to write pudding on my autograph. Um, Jared, I'd probably, yes. <laughs> Jared, I'd probably have him do the lock and key spiel. Yeah. And Misha, of course, I would have him write, hey, ass, but. <laughs> um, for me, from the show, I take the memory of <laughs> writing the Jensen. Oh, wait, thanks. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, I told Halima if she's not going to bring this up, I will. I actually forgot until you just said it. Ladies, tell the listeners what the Jensen is. Oh, I still have them saved in my hotmail. Please send them to me. Can you send it's them to me? It's essentially a fan fiction that Halima, Amy, was it just you guys writing and sending it to It was us? honestly just me writing, mostly. <laughs> oh, okay. And I, it was after the first season or during the first, I don't remember. Um, the, the email will have the date of the, the email. 2006. So second season. It was called The Jensen. So I wrote fan fiction before fan fiction was popular. 17 years old, writing that we went on this adventure with Jensen, not, not even Dean. It wasn't even Dean. It was Jensen Ackles. And we had to find some pen, we had to find Pandora's box, and it was a whole big thing, and, like, weird things would happen, we wouldn't find monsters or anything, but weird things would happen, there was, like, a code, and the code was all our birthdays, it was a time, guys, I was, I am, I am a nerd, I just cannot... I feel like incorporated us into the yeah, and I yeah, and I we were all characters in this story. We were yeah, fans of Supernatural were were all characters in the story, and it was great. And I think that um before we go to a con, that I meet them. If I ever make it to the front of the line, I will print a copy and I will have Jensen sign it. Oh my gosh! Do it. I have yeah, I have to. I don't care if I'm you know pregnant. And, like, waddle up to that line. I mean, I have him sign it. I have no one to get me pregnant. I'm just saying for that's how long it'll probably take before we meet them. <laughs> before we can do conventions again. Before we can oh, yeah. do conventions again. <laughs> we've definitely, we've talked about the memories of the show that we'll definitely take with us. It's the love, it's the brotherhood, it's the 
men showing their emotions. It's strong characters, strong us female characters. Yeah, us thinking our houses are haunted. My um, house is haunted. Charlene's house is in fact haunted. I'm not even kidding. She's, <laughs> she's not. Sydney not confirm that. <laughs> Sydney confirmed it. I have already confirmed it. Like the beads that I'm staring at were moving. And yeah. So I mean There's if anybody if anybody wants to send Sherylan some sage, just let me know. Hit me up in the email. Listen, I got so much so many <laughs> bracelets to protect me. I got a Japanese bracelet to protect me from spirits, so I haven't seen anything since then. Oh good. <laughs> what are some other memories you take with you from the show? Um, I think Honestly, it's the relationships, like, with you guys. We bonded over Supernatural, just our experiences at conventions. And also, I have met a few um, cosplayers that I was like, oh, like, this one girl at Emerald City Con had a Castiel costume, like a femme Castiel, and she had wings that actually were mechanical, and I was like, this is so amazing. So it's nice to see... Um, just sharing those experiences with other people. Jasmine, what are some mem- other memories you'll take with you over the 15 years of Supernatural? Um, I think, <laughs> I feel like, especially when we were in our teens and in high school and stuff like that, like, if there was, like, a new episode, like, I remember being so excited to come back to school the next day and, like, talk about it with you two and... Um, like we'd be on the phone sometimes like watching episodes together talking about it afterwards and <laughs> like those memories are special to me um, yeah for sure the show has also given us some great music Sherylann what are your top five songs that remind you of the show okay I'm ready now all right <laughs> <laughs> so filter hey man nice shot Again, one of my favorite filter songs. Um, I'm sorry, uh, these these songs are taken from the Supernatural series, but I also just like them in general. Uh, BTO, Let It Ride. Uh, Styx, Renegade. Uh, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, Night Moves. And of course, Kansas, Carry On, Wayward Son. And if you guys don't have this on your list, I'm very disappointed. (laughs) Jasmine, what are your top five songs that remind you of the show? Um, I, well, obviously, Kansas. Like, that's obviously, like, a (laughs) go-to. Because when you can hear that song, you automatically think it's supernatural. Um, Eye of the Tiger. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Because that episode, was it, you know, not yellow. Doesn't matter. Um, I think it's it when is he's, like, has, like, the mark of pain and it's for... and he's outside of his car. And, it, like, the blooper. The gag reel. The ga- oh, God. Is perfection. <laughs> um, but I think the musical episode, like, I, every single song in the music episode, like, I, I know them all. And, like, I sing along with them because I've seen that episode so many times. <laughs> his name is Dean. <laughs> and I'm big. Wait. What is his name is Sam and I'm Big Brother Dean. I'm Big Brother Dean. Or um, Castiel's song. <laughs> oh, how does it go again? Um, but he's on the he's on the cell phone. <laughs> I'll oh I'll just wait here then. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> 
love her. <laughs> yeah, I love that episode. And, like, the melodic Carry On Wayward Son. It, and then they kind of brought it back a little bit in the finale at yeah. the end there. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I would have to say car- definitely Carry On um, by Kansas. I um, And also the guy that sang it, that Cheryl Ann requested to sing it in L.A. at the piano bar. <laughs> yes. Um, so the shout out to pianos. the, so shout out to the dueling pianist who sang Carry On Wayward Son. There's actually a song called Sounds of Someday by Radio Company. Radio Company is, um, actually Jensen Ackles and Steve Carlson. It is their band out of Austin, Texas. Oh. And if you haven't listened to Radio Company Volume 1, definitely recommend listening to the entire album. And uh, I always, funny enough, always thought about this for Dean, but um, Black Velvet by Alana Miles. I just, for some reason, when I hear Black Velvet, I think of Dean. Those are my couple songs for the show. I want to, again, thank the hairstylist that took care of Jared's hair throughout the 15 <laughs> seasons. There's actually, if you get the Entertainment Weekly Ultimate Guide, there's actually a thing at the back where you can guess which, which hair is for which season. I was okay. I was right only a couple of times, and the other times I was like, oh, that's completely wrong. Um, so, of course, the, <laughs> hair and, the hair and makeup department for that. Um, the cater services for always keeping Dean in food. That is always a great time. And definitely always the cast, the crew, Air Kripke for introducing this family into our lives and keeping us occupied for 15 years, an hour, every Thursday or Friday or how many ever times it moved its time slots. And, you know, it's a part of our lives that we're always going to kind of keep with us. And when our, you know, when our future generation is watching this 20 years later, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember when. I remember when. And I want to thank you ladies for just sharing in this journey with me of 15 years. It's definitely kept us talking and laughing. And like Cheryl Ann said, it's introduced her to cons. And it's because of her I'm introduced to cons. And it's an experience that I am happy to have. So it's definitely brought us to closer and bonded us through different avenues in our lives and what we're into. And... I want to thank you ladies for doing this love letter to Supernatural for me for ending off 2020. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you as well for giving us an opportunity to share our thoughts. And it was nice, actually, uh, just re-watching episodes and be like, oh, yeah, this happened. I like this episode. I like these guys. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> and I want to say to everyone listening, I hope you all have a safe and happy new year and holidays 2020 has not been easy at all for anyone it's been hard it's been rough I'm sure we've all around the world cried we're frustrated we are angry we're still stuck in confusion because it just feels like it's just ongoing and sometimes you feel stuck in a rut and you know it's you hear of an end coming but then an end is not in sight and we're here, we're in it, who knows how long we're gonna be in it, and I just want to say be patient, be kind to yourselves first, be kind to those around you, you don't know what anyone is going through, and it's been rough, and we don't know what's ahead of us, but keep the faith, keep what you need, do what you need to do, reach out to who you need to reach out to, and 
we will get through this. 2021 is around the corner and we can do this and we've done it for so long already. We can just keep going. Just keep in touch with those around you and your loved ones. Be mindful, be kind, be safe and stay safe. And I wish everybody a very happy new year and let's look forward to 2021. Thank you for listening to What's Your Hustle, created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halima Hussain. We'll be back in 2021 with brand new episodes. Until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Your Hustle Podcast. Subscribe, listen, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.